You are listening to the To and Out CFL Podcast, a proud member of the Canadian Football Podcast Network. You know who doesn't hate me? Your mom. Well, let's not go that far. <laughs> Grab some poutine and a double-double. It's time for the To and Out CFL Podcast. Now they have to kick it out, and they do! Every week, Travis Cura. Does anybody still care about this podcast? And Brazilian Tide. Hunters are people, too. Talk fantasy football, bring you the latest in CFL news, and sprinkle in a little bit of nonsense. Are you kidding? This is unbelievable! Ready, set, hook! Yes, we are part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB and Brazilian Tie. We have everything nailed down. Two and out live will be happening again in Calgary. Great Cup Week. I'm so jacked for this, man. Yeah, because you're you're going to eventually become Facebook friends with my mom and convince her it's a great idea to come on the show. She is definitely going to be a guest. Hear, hear me I, out here. I'm going to tell. I'm, I'm going to tell her it's on Saturday. <laughs> Hear me out here. I've been thinking of uh, a segment that we can do at Two and Out Live, and I was going to tell you off the air, but I figured I should just tell you now and see what you think. Oh, good. Oh, good. Speed dating with Brazilian Thai. Oh, this will go poorly for everyone involved. (laughs) Literally anybody in the room. That wants to hang out and date Ty for Grey Cup weekend. <laughs> we Isn't can, that you? We <laughs> we can have your mom interview any possible girlfriends. Oh my God, no! I, I I can just hear people getting on Twitter right now saying that this is such a great idea. <laughs> I'm, uh... Why? Why do you do this to me? Hey, uh, I can't delete it. I can't edit it out. I don't have the capability for that. Oh, um, oh, we're live now. <laughs> all of a sudden, <laughs> two and out live will be happening Thursday afternoon of Grey Cup week. So that is November twenty first. It's going to be at Booker's Barbecue Grill and Crab Shack. Oh my God! Just look. At their Instagram, <laughs> and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm actually drooling right now. I am so happy that we're going to be having Two and Out Live at Booker's Barbecue Grill and Crab Check. This is going to be awesome. And of course, and of course, uh, donations and all that. Uh, anything we make off selling tickets, or whatever, is all going to go to CFL fans fight cancer as well. So it's also for a good cause. Absolutely new this year is that. Uh, your ticket is going to include a drink and a donation to CFL Fans Fight Cancer, who are raising money for Wellspring Calgary this year. So that goes towards a great cause. And there's going to be a brisket eating competition. Of course, I am in it. There might oh, be. <laughs> I've already talked to Zach Evans of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. The rematch from last year. The stakes might be a bit higher. I need to talk to him about the stakes because last year he wanted me to put the beard on the line, and that might just be on the line. And also, Fallon from Booker's Barbecue Grill and Crab Shack, she is a certified barbecue judge. She's taking part in the competition, 
And all I know is that she might just crush Zach and myself at this thing. <laughs> it it's always a, it yeah like it's like me in playing slow pitch. All of a sudden, I get a double on what should be a single. And everybody's like, "I didn't know you could run that fast." <laughs> it's like once you get this train rolling, it's really hard to stop it. <laughs> She's going to be taking me on, and possibly uh, Zach Evans in. The rematch, the triple threat at Two and Out Live. And a shout out to Ryan Sanderson from the Eat More Barbecue podcast, also a part of the Alberta Podcast Network, who's really been big in helping uh, helping us set this up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get him on there. We'll talk about barbecue, some food. So we've basically found the perfect place, the marriage of football and food. Grey Cup week, Two and Out Live. Tickets aren't on sale yet. They will be early next week. So make sure you follow us on Twitter at 2 and Out CFL to get all the details on 2 and Out Live. I just know that after last year in Edmonton, this is this is going to be awesome. There's going to be a lot of people from the Canadian Football Podcast Network in the house. And it, it's it, we might have a little too much fun, if you know what I'm saying. Oh, I, I guarantee you I will. Um <laughs> Probably after the show, after the show. Like, ne- like if we're going to go bigger and better, like, next year, do we have to do it at Wayne's World? Oh, my God. <laughs> In Regina? Like, everybody bring a jacket. Because like, I... I, I don't know. Like, do we do the Humpties on, on Albert Street? Now like, we're we, talking. Yeah. yeah. Like, if we're going to go to Booker's, we, we got to keep getting bigger every year, right? <laughs> I cannot wait until uh, this year in Calgary at the Great Cup. Thursday afternoon, 2 and Out Live is back. In the huddle with Karan Ty on the 2 and Out podcast. Just some quick uh, Rough Rider news, as I I wasn't sure we were going to be able to get to it this week since the Riders are on by, but Rob Bagg has officially Mm. filed his retirement papers with the league, and I'm trying to think here. He might be one of the greatest undrafted players of all time. Canadians, obviously. Uh, Yeah, that's... That's a tough. That's a tough road to hoe. I mean, six, nine, ten years, forty-seven hundred five yards, twenty-four touchdowns, uh, three hundred sixty-four receptions, one hundred and forty-three games played. Uh, it's not like he put up the gaudy numbers, but you know, part of the team that went to back-to-back Grey Cups won the Grey Cup with the Riders in twenty thirteen. Uh, never had a thousand-yard receiving season. Uh, never had more than five touchdowns. So I, I don't know about the best. Uh, but definitely more than deserving uh, to be, you know, talked about probably for that era, one of the uh, top receivers on on the riders for sure. And Andrew Harris, I guess technically, he was one of those territorial exemptions. I don't think which he, nobody understands. Yeah, I don't think they spent like a draft pick on him. The Lions. So, I mean, if Andrew mm-hmm. Harris wasn't drafted technically, then you throw him in there. But I will say this about Rob Bag: the work ethic, the perseverance, yep. almost unmatched. Because, man, the guy fought back from a brutal knee injury only to have another one and yep. still fight his way back onto the field. I mean, the work mm-hmm. ethic in Rob Bag was second to none. And and that's not taking away anything from any other player. 
Uh, but but like knee injuries, just they they seem to linger and hamper a guy so much. But for him to come back from two of them is just phenomenal. Yeah. One more note on the Riders: their game last week uh, with the Owls was the. Mm-hmm. Most watched CFL game this year. Nearly 3 million unique viewers and an average audience of more than a million viewers between a TSN and RDS. Those are incredible numbers. I mean, before the playoffs and not on Labor Day, averaging over a million viewers, that's massive. And uh, the league and TSN should be really happy about that. Oh, for sure. And and it's not like these two – if this was 2011, then we're expecting this because it's Saskatchewan-Montreal. Right. And it's 2019. These two teams haven't exactly been world beaters and had the rivalry that they once did. So for the, that, that game to draw the numbers it did is, 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 is awesome. Let's talk about the teams that are playing this week. Join two and out for CFL Fantasy and CFL Pick'em. And show Kura and Ty what you got. They are who we thought they were. Just click cflfantasy.tsn.ca. Enough from talking about it. There has to be consequences. And pick'em.cfl.ca. There is a Friday night doubleheader, or at least three quarters of a doubleheader. I don't like when the games overlap, but it is what it is. Calgary, six and a half point favorites as they head to Toronto. The over-under set at 54. These two teams did play back in July. Obviously, that was a Stampeders win because in July, the Argos were in a sorry state. 26-16, the final for that one. Big news out of Calgary this week. Reggie Bagleton has not practiced. Dave Dickinson on Tuesday sort of said, oh, he just needs to rest his muscles. Um, And then he was asked on Wednesday whether it had anything to do with the big hit he ended up taking against the Ticats last week. Dickinson basically said it's a pulled muscle. He needs some rest, and he's optimistic that he's going to play in Toronto. And obviously, as the depth chart comes out today, we will see if he's on there. But that's that would be a big loss for the Stampeders, considering how he's played lately. Is Dave Dickinson sitting on a throne of lies? He's uh, pulling the O'Shea uh, card, I think. Like, can we just get injury reports already? I know, I know. It's 2019, and and I know we. It seems we have the discussion all the time. We don't know if he's going to play. We know if he's. We don't know how long he's out. Well, why can't we just do it? And I, I know people hate when you when you talk about it. But why can't we be more like the NFL in this aspect, where a report comes out, this guy didn't, and it's it's not the whole team, but it's guys that were limited in practice or didn't practice on on the first day, and then the second day you get the update, and then Thursday you get the update again, and then Friday you know. And I, I know there's a lot more money in the NFL when it comes to gambling and stuff, and that's. 99% of the reason why it's done like that. But it it just makes it so hard. And I don't want to say so hard to be a fan, but it's just so hard to, especially for, for guys like us and, and you know, the rest of the, the CFPN, when we can't get viable info. Well, they do lie. The NFL players or the coaches and teams still lie on the reports. But at least we know if they're at practice. On the reports. But it yes, it would be nice to know if they were at practice. And some of the teams across Canada, they struggle when it comes to 
coverage. I feel like if the teams in mm-hmm. the league took matters into their own hands, we would sort of know. I read that John White returned to practice this week for the Lions, but you had to dig and dig to get that information. Mm-hmm. If the Lions in the league release these practice reports, they keep pushing fantasy football on their website, but it's nearly impossible to know. What? Why do they have to make it so freaking hard? Whether some guys are playing or not. Uh, and, yeah, the, the cities that don't get as much coverage, it would mm-hmm. be nice to know whether John White is back at practice or why Brandon Burks was not playing. I know he's on the injured list now, but some of the stuff, is it's not clear. It's hard to find sometimes. And If a yeah. guy's on the injured list, why is he still on the website? Yeah, there's that. <laughs> right? And why do I have to do math to find out how many points a guy scores per game? Oh, I don't know why that's I, not there. That's I, big. I don't... I don't care about their game logs and, and what they did in each individual game. Give me an average so I have an idea. That seems to be one of the most basic things to have on a fantasy website. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's almost like you could make a spreadsheet and punch everything in and it would do it for you. Yeah. yeah. If only I knew a guy. <laughs> Props to the writers across the CFL to get out as much information as mm-hmm. they can. Uh, Danny Austin from Calgary does a great job. Said that uh, Richard Sindani was back at practice Tuesday, but Marquise Ambles was not. So Josh Huff probably going to get another start for the Stampeders, and Corey Greenwood was not. Left the game against Hamilton, the leading tackler in the Canadian Football League. If Greenwood doesn't play, and the Stampeders were preparing for this at practice, they're not going to start a Canadian at middle linebacker. Looks like they're going to put Nate Hawley there, who has made some great plays this Mm -hmm. season, and they're going to make a switch on the ratio on the offensive line. With Eucombre uh, Williams moving over to left tackle, Justin Lawrence starting at center, and Derek Dennis over to right tackle. So that just shows the ripple effect that can happen if you have a Canadian starter on defense as a game breaker and you don't have a backup that can step in and have the same impact. Mm-hmm. Well, do they want Sam Hurl? <laughs> I don't know if they do. Oh. <laughs> well, actually, you watch him go to Calgary and become an all-star. Travis Lee Curra. <laughs> it's in it. the realm of spots possibility, it, and you know it. One hundred percent is. Uh, but yeah, like, and we we talked about it with Antoine Pruneau. You know, losing a Canadian starter is is just so much more magnified because of the passport. Uh, and, and you see the the switches that they have to make on that O-line and guys playing not where they usually play. And, you know, to, to get the ratio to work, I just, at least it's, it's, on the, it's on the other side of the ball, so it's only going, like, you know, it doesn't, it's not like the defense as a whole is going to be uh, shaken up uh, and out of position. Uh, but the O-line is, is such an important part of of the football game uh, that it, that it could that could be attributed if if something does go wrong, but I mean it just goes to show Calgary's depth and, and the guys they have on that roster that can do so much uh, just gives them that flexibility. 
The Stampeders can clinch a playoff spot this weekend if they win and Ottawa loses. Seems seems late in the year for that. That also would mean that uh, Winnipeg would clinch. A Winnipeg win and an Ottawa loss means that, yeah, Winnipeg clinches. Hamilton win or tie or Ottawa loss or tie means the Ticats clinch the playoffs. Uh, As for Toronto, it looks like they're still going to go with McLeod Bethel-Thompson. He's still the guy running the first-team offense. Zach Caleros is not practicing yet with the starters. i got to assume at this point they're just going to keep him on the sideline because I'm, I'm sure there was a clause in that trade with the Riders that if they if he starts a game or two, they have to give up a draft pick to them, and I, I don't think there's a point in getting him in there right now. I don't want to call it collusion. But if that is the if if they are keeping him out just to save the draft pick, that's pretty shady. But why why would they have to start him? I mean, Bethel Thompson's well, doing well, well no, enough, and, and that's the thing. I don't even think it's going to be an issue. Uh, McLeod Bethel Thompson this year is putting up real gaudy numbers. Doesn't have the doesn't have the win loss record. The defense isn't helping him out a whole lot. They can't decide on a running back. They can't commit to the run. Uh, so. You know, a lot of it's falling on his shoulders, and and it just they're they're also not finishing dry. It, there's a whole litany of reasons why this team is where it is, but I don't think that a, a quarterback change fixes any of it. The Argos are coming off a bye, and before that, they crushed Ottawa, forty six seventeen. Um, James Wilder Jr. had his best game of the year, but he only had eight carries, 42 yards and a touchdown, but he also had 45 receiving yards and two touchdowns. So they're using Wilder again. Coming off the bye, I I see the Argos being fired up. I think it's going to be closer than the game was in July since it is in Toronto, and now they're getting Green involved in the offense, Walker involved mm-hmm. in the offense. They've even had uh, Rodney Smith have a couple nice games here and there as well. And I saw Matthew Shinetti had an interview with uh, Darby uh, of the, uh, not of the headpins, but uh, <laughs> I had to get Don't a Don't make pin. you feel like dancing, eh? Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh, anytime I can get a uh, Darby Mills reference in there. Uh, <laughs> that reference just feels like it's for Andrew and Janin, and that's about it. <laughs> Alden Darby, a defensive back for the Argos. <laughs> There's still a belief in that locker room that they can they can squeak into the playoffs. And I don't know. The Argos would have to steal one from Calgary here, but mm-hmm. it's really easy to see Hamilton beating Edmonton and BC beating Ottawa, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> all of a sudden things are possible. All of a sudden, the East the East gets a little interesting. Yeah, <laughs> things are really and, possible all of a sudden. And, and you know, we talk about how they have to go on a real hot streak. Yeah, but we've seen it. Colorado in '08 when they played the Red Sox, they won like their last 21 of 22 games in September. Uh, we've seen, you know. I don't want to say they got hot, but the Patriots went 16-0. and Yeah, sure, they lost Super Bowl. They still went 16-0. and You see it in hockey. You see it in baseball a lot more. Football, it's really hard to, to keep that because there's so much time between games and so much can change. But we've seen it. 
uh, teams can do it. We and you know until they're eliminated, they're they're still in it. And they do have they have talent in that room. There's no denying 100%. that. One hundred percent. They have, they have an offense that has the ability to put up points. They have S.J. Green, Darrell Walker, Armani Edwards. Uh, you talk about Rodney Smith. If James Waller Jr. returns to what he was, they have the quarterback that can get these guys the ball. They can put up the points. They need to start making stops. They need to start finishing drives as well. And that they can start winning football games. It's probably not going to be pretty to start. They're going to have to win some ugly ones. And like you said, they're going to have to steal some games. But they're not out of this yet. Bo needs to have a better game than he had against Hamilton. Um, uh, yeah, at $9,300, he needs a way better game. <laughs> because that was his worst game since coming back. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it was his second game. So, I mean, third. pretty small sample size, Travis, or third. So, I mean, it's not a big sample size. But, I mean, everybody's been talking about the Eskimo defense and how good they were, and Bo looked great mm-hmm. against them. Yeah, it, it, but I don't know what's going on in Edmonton right now. Their their defensive line, yeah, it's great, but it just seems that uh, everything behind them is starting to to show chinks in the armor. If that ratio switch affects the Stampeders' mm-hmm. offensive line, then the Argos have a real chance here because Bo didn't look comfortable against Hamilton last week. Of course, they don't have the same defensive line as Hamilton do the Argos, but if they can get after Bo and the Calgary O-line struggles, then uh, this game could be mm-hmm. an interesting one for Friday night football. Second half of the Friday night, uh, not a doubleheader, one and three quarters. Uh, the Edmonton Eskimos favorites. Actually, no, the odds weren't even in for this one. Which... It's another story altogether. Oh, yeah. Me and uh, uh, Mike Richards, when I was on there, we we lamented the fact that, you know, it was a Wednesday morning. We wanted to gamble, or it might have been a Tuesday morning, and we still didn't have lines for a Thursday night game. Yeah. the Maybe they're waiting for the Trevor Harris news to set the line. I have no that, idea. That is also very fair, but I'm... I, you, you go ahead. I'm going to do a little bit of research. Okay. Uh, the, it's the first game of the season between Hamilton and Edmonton. And, yes, we are in week 15. So they do have a couple yeah, games crazy. before the end of the season. As for Hamilton, we already did mention that the Cats could clinch a playoff spot this weekend. And Orlando Steinauer, Orlando Steinauer wouldn't say whether Tyrell Sutton would draw into the lineup this week. I'm thinking he might because the Ticats have not shown any confidence with any of their running backs over the last little while. I mean, that's that's more than fair. Brandon Banks had more carries last week than Jackson Bennett, who was actually listed as the starter on the depth chart. <laughs> I get that they have to name a starting running back yeah, on the I depth know, chart. I know. But what's the point? <laughs> exactly. So, when you're starting ooh, a cheap running cheap option back, for fantasy, and you get screwed. Gets three carries yeah. for 16 yards, which, I mean, it's not bad. You give him 10 carries, and it's already, it's, it's a pretty nice day for him. But Anthony Coombs mm-hmm. had seven of them. Braylon Addison had three carries. 
Dane Evans had three himself. So last week I said don't trust any of these guys to have them in your lineup. I'm going to say the exact same thing, even if they do have Tyrell Sutton as a starter. Yeah, because he hasn't played this year, for one thing. So carries are probably going to be split between six guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like a it's not like a passing game where, you know, you have five or six receiving options, but each of those guys can get the ball and they put up the numbers. It's it's not it's just not the same uh with 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 the rush game for sure. On the contrary, there's a reason to have Braylon Addison in your lineup. I know he costs a lot of money mm-hmm. now, but when he's getting double digit targets every week from Dane mm-hmm. Evans, and some carries here and there. It only adds to the value. And averaging 15.8 points a night. Can't go wrong with that, man. No, you cannot. Um, last week, they both had Addison and Banks over 100 yards. And that was against the Calgary Stampeders secondary. Mm-hmm. I think they might be able to do the same against Edmonton. But... Th- the whole game plan for Hamilton is just to get these guys into space and let them do their thing after the catch. So if just, Edmonton just can't them, defend that. Just, yeah, get the, get the ball in their hands and make them make guys miss. Yeah, if Edmonton's going to be blitzing at them and they don't doing. finish the job, they might oh. be able to <laughs> yeah. have a uh, It could get real again. ugly. It's a big week at Edmonton Eskimos practice because the big question is surrounding Trevor Harris. Up until yesterday, I'm thinking there was no chance that Harris was going to play. But he was limited in practice. He had the helmet on. He was practicing with the first team offense. Uh, Is Harris going to play Friday night football? Of course, they're going to have him on the depth chart. Uh, Mm -hmm. I, I think that is a given. But if you're a betting man, and I know you are, what's your bet on? Well, I I think he plays 100%. You do? I do, because if Edmonton loses this game and and the teams in the East that need to win win, you know, they're going to start catching him for the crossover, and and Edmonton wants to to lock that down as soon as possible. Uh, You know, and and you need to win football games. Uh, I know that, you know, health and and all that comes into play, but if, if Trevor Harris is good to go, I mean, Trevor Harris at... 70% 70% it's probably better we haven't seen Logan Kilgore enough uh, it's probably better than Logan Kilgore at 100% right now you said it 70% so it is probably going to affect his play in this one in the Ticats I think so the Ticats are probably going to get after him and they have the mm-hmm. defensive line to do it mm-hmm. to uh, force Harris and, to make some plays and we've known Dylan Wynn to never take a cheap shot so never so, I mean, there's that. Um, they've also signed a defensive lineman, Stephen Charles, who spent seven seasons in the National Football League. He was an Eskimos draft pick in 2013, and now he is coming to Edmonton. This is just after they ended up bringing Matthew Betts to town. There's mm-hmm. a logjam at defensive line in Edmonton. The trade deadline is coming up October 9th. I think they've been shopping Alex Bazzi for a while. I think yeah. he might just straight up be uh, getting released right away. Well, and I mean, depth at the uh, on the defensive line, not a bad thing. You can 
rotate guys out and keep them fresh and let them get to the quarterback and make make the big stops. Uh, you know, so bringing guys in, uh, give them a chance to show that they're better than the guys that are here. And like you said, Al, you figure Alex Bazzi has been shopped around a little bit. He hasn't done much, so I mean, it, it could be a pretty easy uh, separation from the team for sure. I think the real question here is: Will Edmonton score a touchdown, <laughs> or how many of them? Oh, what's the over/under on Sean White field goals? Well, they're five and a half. Five, five and a half. <laughs> Can we get kickers on CFL Fantasy already? That needs to be a thing, or at least like, oh, or at least like defensive and special teams. I agree. Instead of having to, instead of having to pick the actual returner, I it's agree. the little things. It's the little things. It is the the. the I'm angry today. <laughs> what happened? Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> you, know, you brought up bringing my mom on stage and having her interview possible <laughs> girlfriends, and it just pissed me <laughs> off. I try to keep I try to keep the women I date as far away from my mother for as long as possible. No, I f- I think we need to reverse that trend at the Grey Cup. <laughs> why do you hate me? <laughs> so if there are why any- can't I just be why can't I just be like single and happy and do what I want and not have to answer to anybody? Hey, if there are any ladies at Two and Out Live that think that have a crush on Brazilian Thai, there's obviously something wrong with you. <laughs> Two and Out Live, and if you're serious about. <laughs> Going for dinner with Ty or something, I will buy your ticket. I will you're gonna have to get the, you're gonna have to get there real early because at about I'm guessing six o'clock, I'm not gonna be in any shape I, <laughs> to uh, go on a date. I will personally buy your ticket. I, I promise you. <laughs> <laughs> this episode of Two and Out is brought to you by the Alberta Blue Cross Wellness Summit, a day to explore fresh perspectives and practices around wellness at work. Hear what Linda Crawford of Alberta Blue Cross had to say about the summit. You know, Alberta Blue Cross really wants to support people. We truly, truly are moving the needle in a way that we want to make an impact. And so, you know, coming to even a first ever event is always fun. You can always now be able to say, hey, I was at that event. And our intention is to really leverage and scale this on an annual basis. So why not come and be that first pioneer and leader that raises their hand and says, you know what, this sounds fantastic. I want to be part of this movement, the energy that's going to happen there. Sign me up. It's happening October 10th at the Renaissance Edmonton Airport Hotel. Sign yourself up at the Wellness Summit ca we do have a double header on saturday i think this one is the game of the week winnipeg two and a half mm-hmm. point favorites over the montreal alouettes the over under set at 47 and a half it's also the first game of the season between these two teams for winnipeg the big news is andrew harris returning to practice on tuesday and i guess he was not happy he, oh did you get pissed at it again <laughs> He is going to use this as fuel the rest of the season. And I guess he is doubling and tripling down on the tainted supplement thing. He actually sent away uh, a sample from his supplements, and he's waiting for the results back to come back to see if they are tainted. Now, Ty, if those results come back and he says 
that, yeah, they were tainted. What say you at that point? <laughs> was he not happy because he got suspended or was he not happy because he got caught cheating? Well, I mean, if the, if the thing comes back and it's not tainted, I think it's just going to quietly fade away, right? But if it's not tainted, then he did it. Of course. But if it is, if, if it, it is, is, I still don't believe him. Wow. This is, this is a crazy conversation. I know we had it on the last show because this guy's no. possibly the MOP of the league. <laughs> yeah. And I've seen people crapping on pundits that say it should be Andrew Harris being the MOP. He missed the last two games. He's still the league's leading rusher. Yep. No, I, I would if I had a vote, he'd be my vote. He has to be. Just because he's a cheater, like, doesn't mean that I, like, I, I don't think he's the, the. There's not one player that's that's on that, that has used PEDs. I'm right. sorry, but there's not. I, I I will I refuse to believe that in any sport. When one guy gets caught, he's not the only one doing it. Says that he was dumb enough to get caught, and other guys are better at hiding it. I, I just don't understand why he's not happy. Like he obviously did it. <laughs> I, I'm uh, <laughs> I want to believe him, and him being uh, pissed off, kind of. He, he's not letting it go, and that's it. Takes a lot of dedication. If, if he did it knowingly. And he's doubling down this much. It takes a lot of dedication, man. That's it, sociopathic. If he if he's if he did it and he's doubling down, hoping that this sample comes back and using it for for motivation. Hey, whatever fuels him, whatever uh, gets him going well, the rest I, of the season. We, there's nothing wrong with we that know, in my book. I think we I think we know what fueled him. <laughs> It was in the report. Oh, and you wonder why Bomber <laughs> fans hate you. <laughs> no, I know why. <laughs> I just don't care. <laughs> Lucky Whitehead. You know, who does, you know who doesn't hate me? Your mom. Well, let's not go that far. <laughs> Mom's not a Bomber fan. <laughs> who doesn't hate you? Neely. Uh, I don't know about that. He made you walk three miles to try to find a oh, Burger King. That bastard. <laughs> Just because he didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's, oh, that's so, yeah, that's sneaky bastard. <laughs> Lucky Whitehead, Nick Dembski, Jackson Jeffcoat, Pat Newfeld all returned to practice this mm -hmm. week. Jeffcoat and Newfeld are still on the six games, so... We might still be waiting a little bit to see them back in the lineup, but Whitehead and Dembski back there. Although, Rashid Bailey came in, and he almost seemed like he was more involved in the offense with Chris Strebler at the helm than Whitehead was. Well, I mean, Whitehead has been practicing with the ones, right? So he's been practicing more with Matt Nichols and Strebler before Nichols went down. Yeah. So, I mean, you may lose a little bit of chemistry there, and, I mean, Rashid Bailey comes in and, you know, has that chemistry with Strevler right away being, uh, you know, not not part of the starting group that would that would be in practice. So, and, and we see it with Addison right now in Hamilton as well. It's kind of the same idea. 
that being said, I mean, if you can have Lucky Whitehead Engineering granted a lineup, and not, not I'm not talking fantasy lineup, but if you can have them in, in a lineup for, for the Blue Bombers this weekend, those are guys that can do a lot of damage. You bring Nick Dembski back, and I mean, you have a you have a pretty good second down receiver, and and the ability to stretch the field. And this is a completely different offense. On the Montreal side of things, Jeremiah Johnson was back at practice after missing one game. So I don't know if Stanback is going to be getting all those carries uh, after the two hundred yard game earlier this season from Stanback. He's kind of. They've split carries with Jeremiah Johnson here and there. He is obviously hasn't been as dominant as the 200-yard game, but he, he hasn't been the dominant running back that I think a lot expected mm-hmm. after that game. And sometimes Johnson looks even more explosive when they give him the ball. Well, we saw it two weeks ago. Uh, you know, Johnson had the touchdown, looked really good. They split carries. I, I don't know if that 200-yard game, maybe the book kind of got out on Steinbeck and teams are, are finding ways to shut him down, or if, you know, Montreal just isn't committing to the run enough. I It could be both of those things. It could be just one. But, you know, if if it's working for them to split carries between the two of them, and they can they can still somewhat commit to the run that way, you know, carries and yardage-wise, and they're winning football games. Uh, I know they lost last week, but if they can continue to win football games and stay in a playoff spot, I don't see any reason to change it. Keeping them fresh is as mm-hmm. big for November and October as it starts to get colder out there. And then, you I mean, this two-game rest for Andrew Harris, <laughs> it might just give his legs exactly what they need. Like, what they should have done is, is waited until November and suspended him for, like, the West Final. Oh. Could you imagine? <laughs> no, I can't. <laughs> oh. Manitoba would, pro- would probably want to separate. <laughs> Man, who would Nico- oh, Manitoba separating? Would it be a shorter drive to Ontario? Yeah, because you'd have to drive through the states. Well, no, I was thinking cause it separates, so it wouldn't be there. Forget it, you oh. missed the joke. Oh, so like actually delete them. Yeah. <laughs> um, would they join with Dakota or Minnesota? By the way, have you ever done that road trip into North and South Dakota? What do you think? I'm going to guess no. Have you ever crossed uh, the border? Uh, in Sault Ste. Marie on the locks tour. Oh, okay. <laughs> so we didn't get off the boat. Oh, wow. Uh, I don't have a passport, remember? Yeah. The most boring drive you'll take in your life. Oh, man, I don't know. No, I after, do know. After Lumsden, Lumsden to Saskatoon is pretty freaking boring. <laughs> I will not? take. I will drive anywhere in Saskatchewan over that drive again. <laughs> it is bad. What, what's wrong with Lumsden to Saskatoon? It's, there's just nothing there. Well... There's Davidson. Ooh. <laughs> they got a Dairy Queen and an A&W now. That every time I drive by is either closed or having renovations, so. Ah, that A&W, the game day meals? Oh. 
can't believe we didn't stop there on the way home. Yeah, I don't know what we were thinking. Well, because well, we did spend forty dollars at Burger King. <laughs> Worth every penny. Winnipeg and Montreal. This is this is going to be a really interesting game um, because mm-hmm. it, does Strebler have that repeat performance that he had in the Banjo Bowl uh, coming off the bye week? I'm sure Lapalise had more. More time to think up some uh, crazy plays to get him involved. Mm -hmm. And I don't know what it is, if it's the non-contact practices, but Chris Strebler is the hardest guy in the CFL to tackle. And I don't know if it's just for the riders or what, but he is absolutely dominant when Mm -hmm. carrying the football. He makes, not only is he super hard to tackle, but he also has the ability to make guys miss. Oh, yeah. And so guys... It's almost like guys are almost afraid to commit, so it makes it even easier to break a tackle, right? Uh, it's just and and if the more he runs the ball, it seems the better he gets in a game. So and he's not really one to shy away from contact either, which helps. Here's something to consider for your fantasy lineup: in uh, week eleven against Edmonton, he had fifteen point five points rushing. Against Saskatchewan on Labor Day, 12.5 points. Saskatchewan in the Banjo Bowl, 19 points. Those are just his rushing totals. I feel like if you're starting Strebler, you just start him as Strebler the the running back. And whatever he passes is 100% gravy because he's also got four touchdowns in the last three games. Rushing. (laughs) Yes, which is ridiculous. Um, But if you look at it, coming into this week, he is the number one, well, it's only one game, I know, but he put up 37.6 points in that game. It's huge. And his career average as a starter is (laughs) 24.4. Like, it doesn't really matter how he gets the points, does it? No, it doesn't. It's not pretty. And and at uh, $7,575, it's only going to cost you $201 a point. It's the best value for a quarterback. Yeah, he's going to be a popular pick this week. Uh, the BC Lions, three-point favorites as they head to Ottawa. The over-under is set at 48. Of course, BC crushed the Red Blacks last week, 29-5. to there were How big... is BC only a three-point favorite? <sighs> because BC's only done it once. I guess. Be- <laughs> That's another question. Can BC do it again on the road? I think so. BC's 1-6 on the road. The one win was in uh, Toronto. Toronto uh, with a rouge. <laughs> Big news from BC practice was Mike Riley leaving early on Tuesday. Claybrook says it was precautionary. It was good to get Danny O'Brien some reps. Meanwhile, John White returned to practice for the Lions, who uh, they rolled with uh, Brandon Rutley over the past uh, couple mm-hmm. games, and Rutley had his first uh, career 100 yard game last week. Um, if Harris doesn't play, Mike Riley is the last quarterback standing, which I have no idea how it's possible, considering the pounding he has taken this season. <laughs> you you would expect him to be the first one to get hurt with yes. the way that the season has gone in BC. 
<laughs> he's always... like if I'm Mike if I'm Mike Riley, I'm faking an injury at some point. Be like, give me the hell out of here. And that's why you're not Mike Riley. <laughs> well, I, hey, I uh, I got a sliver today, and it took me like an hour to get <laughs> over it. So. You got? Did you get it out, or you just got over it? No, I got it out, but okay. it took a while. It was like minor surgery. Man, slivers are the worst. Like the smallest yeah. thing. Oh, it's the worst. Just ruins your day. As Have you ever all, had a fiberglass <laughs> sliver? What's that? Ooh, fiberglass is even oh, worse than wood. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, there's, there's millions of them. <laughs> As for Ottawa, Brad Sinopoli, Caleb Hawley, Avery Williams, and Kevin Brown all returned to practice, and it looks like returner slash receiver Devontae Dedman is going to get back into the lineup for the Red Blacks. I guess why I'm kind of skeptical here on BC crushing Ottawa again is the so guys have getting their weapons back. Guys getting back into the lineup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Deadman has stolen games on a, on his own <laughs> by making mm-hmm. uh, returns happen. So BC's going to need to keep him in check uh, when uh, on special teams. Well, and now Ottawa can convert second downs if Sinopoli is going to be healthy enough to play. Yeah, it's all about Ottawa getting their confidence back. If they don't have that, mm-hmm. then then they're they're totally screwed. We see the Argos getting yeah. it back and they're they're competing in games now and the the script is flipped where Ottawa started the season 2 and 0. Their offense was moving the ball at will and then Everything just totally fell apart here. So I don't know if they could have possibly gotten their confidence back between the game at BC Place and this weekend's game. But, I mean, if Sergio Castillo does not come out in the luchador mask, I think that the Red Blacks have a shot. Ooh. So you're saying if he does, it's pretty much game over. Yeah. I mean, he I needs, like it. I like it. doesn't he need to do that every game? Hey, I don't. I don't know if the Lions are superstitious or if they're just a little stitious. But <laughs> Great they did win last week, so yeah. I I, I mean, think I would I would probably do it again. Yeah, I think like that's when, when the Oilers exactly were in the playoffs, I wore the same shirt every day <laughs> in grade twelve. No wonder I was single in high school. <laughs> Who are you picking to win this week? That is a great question. Um, I'm gonna go. Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. No, no. Calgary, Hamilton. Calgary, Hamilton. Montreal, BC. Montreal beating Winnipeg. Yep. I'm going all the visiting teams. So Calgary, Hamilton, Winnipeg, uh, BC. When I say it out loud, I'm not as confident anymore saying all visiting um, teams. <laughs> that being said, the three games we have lines for right now, all the visiting teams are the favorites. Hey, that's true. There it's, is no road dogs this week. Unless Trevor Harris starts and we could see Hamilton be, I'm guessing, three and a half point underdogs. Yeah, if if Harris plays, I might consider picking Edmonton, but even then, I think no. the Ticats stayed out west. Um, yes, so did Toronto when they were out here. Wow, that was Toronto, man. <laughs> or is that is that not? Oh, it's not a fair comparison. No. <laughs> oh, okay. The early season Argos. 
<laughs> Although I think they could beat the Miami Dolphins. Oh, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> As for the Canadian Football Podcast Network Fantasy (laughs) Challenge, this week I've got Andrew from the Eskimo Empire Podcast. You need to win by 55.6 to win For the tiebreaker. He crushed me in July. I'm not going to beat him by 50. I I know that. Not with that attitude. (laughs) So this is a crossover situation where I just need to beat him straight up in the standings. You've got Rod from the Wood Cookie Sawcast. There are going to be a couple good battles here. What's your lineup looking Mm -hmm. like? Uh, I went with Chris Trevler, uh, Moses Madu. I have Brandon Rutley, but with John White being back at practice, it's going to probably have to change and screw up my whole lineup. Uh, Devere Posey, Ricky Collins Jr., the Lions D., and I did something I said I would never do, and it was based solely on the fact that I ran out of money and I had to put Deron Carter in my lineup. Yes! No! Yes! I am so happy. It's it's a dark day. It is a dark day <laughs> in the life of Brazilian time. Like, there was, there was, there was Game 7 against Carolina in 06. There was... The Jays losing both ALCSs back-to-back years in 15 and 16. <laughs> the Ryan Kessler no-goalie interference call. And today. <laughs> By the way, did you have you been following his Twitter lately? Who's? Deron Carter's. Oh, yeah. Like, if I'm the CFL, I'm piss-testing him every day. <laughs> and I quote, he says, I am about to start my first dose of the strongest steroids I can find. Besides, I'll just be out two games. Without pay. Like, it's not all that it's cracked up to be. But doesn't that, doesn't he have a point there? He got one game for bumping a coach. I I mean, the league had a chance. If if this is the precedent the league is going to set, then their hands are kind of tied, right? Yeah, I'm sure it's all in the CBA and all that stuff anyway. So I'm, I'm, even, I'm, I'm certain it is. It's, it's much not like in even baseball worth debating, where, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's much like in baseball where your first offense, second offense, third yeah. offense, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my fantasy lineup is Chris Strebler, Andrew Harris, because I just think he's going to be angry. And if Strebler throws to anybody in the red zone, it's probably Andrew Harris. Um, or... Or Drew Wolitarski. Yeah, there's that. I, I took Christian Jones, just hoping to get some. Uh, no, because you ran out of money. Exactly. I'm just hoping <laughs> to get something. Like he'll 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 get something. He won't get zero unless he gets hurt in warmups or something. Um, or or if all, Hamilton never has to punt. Hamilton, please punt and please score at will. <laughs> <laughs> They'll just kick field goal so they get the ball to 35. <laughs> I got Brian Burnham, Josh Huff, Jake Wanicky, and the BC Lions defense. I had a lineup where I had Huff, uh, Braylon Addison, and Brian Burnham. And, and you went away from it. I might go back because I didn't like the running back situation. I had to choose two guys that were... Running backs are getting stupid expensive now too. Well, there's that, and and there's there's a handful of them that actually get carries on a consistent basis. Exactly. I don't know. I don't like what's going on in Calgary, and I don't like what's going on in Hamilton. 
and those were mm-hmm. basically the only cheap enough guys I could take. So I wanted the sure thing in Trevor Harris uh, or Andrew Harris and uh, I think Brian Burnham, who since the Lions have, I don't want to say fixed, but changed what's going on in the offensive line. Adjusted. <laughs> there we go. Duck, duct taped. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Burnham has had 17 catches for 224 yards and a touchdown. That's it's two almost games. Like his quarterback ha- it's almost like his quarterback has time to get him the ball. That is two games. So mm-hmm. uh, I like uh, Brian Burnham as my feature receiver this week. Who are the top projected guys from you? Uh, so Chris Trevler, like I said, only a small sample size, one game, 37.6 in that for, in that one start. Mike Riley, 21.2 in nine starts. Bo Levi Mitchell, 19.6 in 10 starts uh, against Toronto in his career. Uh, Chris Rainey, 15.1. I have no idea what's going to happen with running back in Toronto. Um, so, But, I mean, Rainey is the top guy. Uh, stand back at 14.6. And Andrew Harris at 13.8. Uh, Devere Posey, the top receiver at 17.8. Uh, Eric Rogers, 17.6. Luke Tasker, does anybody know what's going on with him yet? He's probably not going to play, I'm thinking. Okay, so if, if if he does, he's at 17.5. If he doesn't, Ellingson would be your third highest with 16.6. Eric Rogers, I think, presents some good value if Reggie Bagleton doesn't play. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Rodgers and Bo, they have this chemistry that they've always had, and if there's no Bagleton, uh, I think he's going to be looking. It's either it's either going to be him or like Michael Klukas getting all the all the targets. Yeah, I hope it's Josh Huff. He's twenty five hundred dollars. That, Nine that's, that's targets too easy, last though. week. It's, that's too easy. He can't go to the same. He can't go to the well that many times. Can yeah, he? It's got to be somebody that uh, no one We've has. Never, that's, that's not even on the roster right now. It'll be Milanovic leader. With, uh, oh, okay. If it's I'm quitting. If it's Milanovic leader, <laughs> if he even gets one target, no, come on. He, there's a good chance he'll have at least one. Yeah, I don't know. But if he has two touchdowns or something, <laughs> okay. Yeah, if he scores a touchdown, I'm out. Okay, fair. You're gonna have to call John. All right. No. God. <laughs> <laughs> we are a part of the Alberta Podcast Network powered by ATB. I want to send you in the direction of repodcasting. Janet and Lucia recast your favorite and not so favorite movies. That's really cool. They go back and look at these classic movies or legendary movies and recast them. Could you imagine if somebody else played John Rambo? Oh. Which, by the way, there's a new Rambo out this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, well, I think Danny Trejo could pull it off. I think Danny Trejo is more versatile of an actor than people give him credit for. And I think that's one question you can ask when watching any movie is, would Danny Trejo make this better? And usually the answer is yes. Danny Trejo is Rambo. I think he could pull it off. Whoa. What about uh, somebody else's uh, Terminator? Hmm... I don't know. I don't think he could. Yeah. To me, Arnold, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Sly, mm. untouchable. But. Really? Danny Trejo as, uh, <laughs> as Rambo. <laughs> Dude, you don't think it'd be good? No, I, I actually think that would. I'd watch that. I would 100% watch that. 
I I would also watch anything with Steve Buscemi in it because oh, I find yeah. him hilarious, <laughs> even I when just, he's not trying to be funny. I just look at him and I laugh. <laughs> yeah. Check out repodcasting as they recast all the great movies throughout time and all the other great movies that uh, are all the other great shows at albertapodcastnetwork.com. Also, if you need tickets for anything, I think Ty was looking for Loverboy tickets. Uh, go to mm-hmm. seatgiant.ca, Canadian-owned and operated. It's in Canadian dollars. And a Canadian band like Loverboy, they are playing in Edmonton the night before the show you were looking for. So if you want Loverboy tickets, seatgiant.ca. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, you know, everybody's just working for the weekend. So <laughs> It's uh, on a Tuesday night. Also, I just night, thought of it. If they, do, if they do another Terminator movie, I think The Rock has to be in, in consideration, does he not? Well, a Terminator movie is coming out uh, in a few months here. I I just saw a trailer for it, and I could not be less interested. Oh. I, take my money. I'm a, I'm a sheep. Yeah. <laughs> because it's got Arnold. I will watch it. <laughs> Does it have Arnie? Is it actually Arnold? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. And oh, Linda then, yeah, Hamilton's probably, back then in I'll, it. Then I'll probably go watch it. Okay. Not, not the Linda Hamilton. It's because Arnie's in it. I mean, could you recast Kindergarten Cop? I don't think you could. No, that there's one you can't touch. Or twins. <laughs> you could recast DeVito for somebody, no? No, who? Steve Buscemi. No, Danny Trejo. It's Danny Trejo. It's always oh, Danny Trejo. <laughs> SeatGiant.ca. I don't think you get any Terminator tickets there, but use the promo code APN. You'll save 5% on your ticket order, and uh, you'll support the Alberta Podcast Network in the process. We're going to be back on Monday. Look for those details continuing to come out about 2 and Out Live, happening November 21st in Calgary at Booker's Barbecue Grill and Crab Shack. All the tickets that are sold are going to include a drink and a donation to CFL fans fight cancer. I can't wait for this brisket eating competition. And just don't eat too much because I imagine we're going to mosey over to Spirit of Edmonton at some point. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably yeah. go to Spirit of Edmonton. Um, how do the, I... The unofficial official after party? Uh, maybe. <laughs> Waiting in line again. How, how, do, yeah. <laughs> how do I prepare my digestive system? That's what I really need tips for. You need to start taking probiotics. Okay. And, well, I think you probably should eat some fiber. <laughs> oh, dude. Like after maybe that, a, I don't know if I need more fiber. <laughs> no, at, before that, you crush two bran muffins and yep. some probiotics, right? And then you crush however much. I'm, I'm going to assume you're probably going to eat three pounds of brisket because you're an animal. <laughs> and then we go back to the hotel. You do what you need to do. And then we go to Spirit of Edmonton, and you're pretty much back to back to an empty tank. I'm wondering if I should uh, drink uh, prune juice and vodka that night. <laughs> because I'm not letting it slow me down until Saturday night like last year. Last year. That was, yeah. There's a lot of carbs, though. This is going to be straight protein. You're probably going to get sick. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, well, I was just looking out for you. Like I've, I've eaten a pound and a half of, of steak before, and I... It was like three days before I was like, I could eat again. No, oh, I've eaten 40-ounce steaks, which is two and a half pounds, so I think I'm okay. Yeah. No. Oh, <laughs> no. I, again, not going to partake in this contest. <laughs> 
rate and review two and out we'll see you at two and out live at the great cup we'll talk to you monday enjoy week 15 thanks for listening find more great shows like this at cf pod network on twitter